Welcome to another episode of Liked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. And honestly, why not just get one? Well, I know I read the ad every day, but like if you could do it, if you could write it off as like a business expense or there are so many people working from home, honestly, yeah, maybe, maybe we should take this show on the road. I mean, <clears throat> two guys, one RV. Yeah, Might I'd work. be about it. Yeah, I've seen similar videos that I mean, instead of like uh, doing advanced series, we've seen other podcasts do that. Like, oh, we're busting uh-huh. boys. We're RVing, dog. We just hook the trailer up. You got a truck. We're fine there. We can put mm-hmm. the key on the back of the RV. Yeah. Just travel the world. Yeah. Why well, do a podcast from Joplin, Missouri, when you could do one from Yellowstone. Yellowstone? I think it's getting kind of cold in Yellowstone, though. It is, which is perfect. I follow them on like Instagram. I follow a lot of the national parks. Yeah, I do, and too. I've seen them like, posting a lot of videos and stuff, and there's already snow coming down. I got a buddy who lives in Idaho uh, for work, and he does like safety construction or construction engineering. He calls himself an engineer. Dude's not a fucking engineer. He's like... Safety management, I guess. Props to him, though. He's doing good. He's a very, gopher. That's very happy for him. Get Proud this, of him. Yep. And, uh, but he lives in Idaho right now. He sent me a video uh, earlier this week of it snowing. I was like, man. And it's funny because we have the same name, and I was born in Idaho, but his he name lives is Big in Country also? Nah, his name's Austin. But in case you didn't know, yeah, my name's Austin. Oh, you have another yeah. name. Yeah, multiple names. <laughs> yeah. I've always been the guy that's had a nickname growing up. I have been too, actually. My first nickname was Gump. Gump? Gump? Like forest? Because I just ran everywhere. <laughs> My dad growing up did concrete construction. He'd be like, hey, I need this or that. I would just take you off running to get the tool. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And it was just like, all right, hey, Gump, go get this. Run in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get it. Yeah. Janae. Where's the board stretcher? <laughs> is he That's not a real or thing. Is he like me? <laughs> yeah. I love that movie, though. It is a good one. I don't think I've seen the whole movie through. Really? I just, I feel like I always get distracted. So why does that as- surprise me? Well, it's not like I tried watching it. Like, I have watched it. Like, I know what happens in the movie. I just feel like there's always something that comes up where I'm like, okay, this seems like a dull part. I'm going to go use the bathroom real quick. I'm going to try and get, like, a snack. And then I come back, and it's like, I don't think I've seen this part before because last time I watched it, that's when I went pee. So it's like I skip which parts I've seen or haven't seen. It's one of it's not one of my favorites. Tom Hanks is one of my favorites mm-hmm. of all time. Like, if he's making a movie, I'm probably watching it. Have you seen his movie Sully? Yep. Or his, uh, his new one where he's, like, the captain on a ship? The newest one where he's a captain yeah. on a ship? Yep. No. I, I don't remember one. the title off. It's on Apple TV. A very, You're very, You're not talking very about good movie. I'm the captain now. No. What right. movie is that? What is I don't remember the is name it of Castaway? it. Castaway? No. <laughs> that, he's no, there's you no Tom ship. Hanks? He's <laughs> Castaway. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the name of that Wilson! One. Yeah. Um, anyway, we have football to talk we about. We do, yeah. It's a Thursday morning for us. We have Eagles and Bucks tonight. And the spread on this game is seven points favoring the Buccaneers. I am taking the spread in this one. I think the Buccaneers cover. The Eagles have been playing – well, they played the Chiefs well. I don't know if I mean, that's fucking something to brag about or not. But I think the Buccaneers have been playing very well of late. They really seem to tune things up against the Dolphins even. I think this is going to be another situation – where Tampa Bay comes out and just rolls somebody. Uh, the Eagles are coming off of a win, and I guess you would say a close loss. They lost to the Chiefs, then beat the Carolina Panthers. But I do look at this Tampa Bay team and think that they are just – they're they're going to get things rolling. And I think it's happened probably last week, but they're going to get momentum on their side. 
And I, I think that this is an easy win for Tampa Bay tonight. I'm taking them to cover the seven points. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I said it in my TikTok video. Uh, oh, the only team that's really played Tampa close this year in terms of def- defensively has been the New England Patriots. But mm-hmm. Tom Brady's already learned or figured out how to beat that system or that type of defense. So it's game over for everyone else at this point. Good luck the rest of the year. And Antonio Brown's going off. I think I said it yesterday. You just you got to worry about him, Godwin, and Evans now. And then Brake is just – I mean, he's effective. He's questionable, I think, for tonight. With Rob Gronkowski going down, that's not good either. As you say, looking at the injury report, there are a lot of key players out – Rob Gronkowski out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, is it a rib injury? Broke a yeah. couple ribs. Uh, he so, got rocked. Uh, make sure you don't have him on your fantasy team. Levante David also out, and Antoine Winfield Jr. also out. Those mm-hmm. are three very important players for them. But I'm still, I'm still rolling with the Bucks in this one. On the Eagles side of things, they have two players out. Uh, this one will surprise you because this guy never misses games. Lane Johnson not going to play tonight. He is out. That's a shocker. But then also Dallas Goddard. I know, uh, talking to our guy Mark Etter at Downtown Lube, he had Dallas Goddard. I think you had Dallas Goddard Mm -hmm. on your team. A lot of people kind of targeted and liked this guy. Now he's out. I think a lot of people are even considering maybe dropping him, not just putting him on that IR for a while, but just getting rid of him. He hasn't really lived up to that hype in the preseason. I mean, I definitely did. Like, I mean, so far this year, he just... It's just been a, an almost an equal share between him and Zach Ertz, and that's hard mm-hmm. in terms of fantasy where you need value. And I even thought today, I was like, well, I dropped Dallas Goddard. Let me go ahead and pick up Zach Ertz. Probably not going to do that here against Tampa Bay because those linebackers are pretty good at covering, you know, the pass. And right. that's not something I want to mess around with either with Zach Yeah, with Ertz. Devin White still in there. Yep. That secondary. I so I went after – who did I go after? I went after uh, the Don- Arnold. The, it was a tight end for the Carolina Panthers, and it was traded to Jacksonville – and he's already making an impact. He's already playing. And so I like him. I feel like it's a good, easy target for Trevor Lawrence. And with who Jacksonville's playing this week, I think it'll be all right. Yeah. And uh, so we're both taking the Bucks in this one. I'll watch it. I don't always get super excited about Thursday night football. I think that sometimes these matchups just aren't good. Yeah. I wish they would make – like the marquee matchup should be the primetime ones. I know they try to get everybody rotated in. But like the game of the week, like Thursday night – Sunday night, Monday night. Those should be your three best games. Yes. And like, I that's know that- why those networks pay so much money. And it's not against CBS. You're going to have good games every week. Yeah, you don't need to bury a game at, you know, 3 o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. We're going to watch that regardless. Like, I wish they would just be more – I wish the NFL was more comfortable in just flexing games. Like, this is a highly touted matchup so far this year. It's getting flexed here. And if the network benefits off of it, awesome. If they don't, sorry about you. Like, that's just, I feel like that's how it should be. So I completely right. agree with you. Like, looking ahead, we're not going to predict any of these games today or preview them, but like the Cardinals and the Browns play at three o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. Put that shit on Thursday night. <laughs> Get me excited about it. You know, the, even like the Cowboys and the Patriots, they play at 3.30. This is really not a great slate of games this weekend. So maybe that plays into it as well. But I, I would like to see better matchups on those primetime games. Like, watch your team, the team that you love. Watch them at two, at 12 or 3. Yeah. But these primetime games, I would like to see them be a little bit more exciting. And the NFL never sleeps. It's always exciting because yesterday we had the Las Vegas Raiders, a lot of their players, GMs, come to the podium, answer questions. And one guy that was getting a lot of heat, and I'll tell you, man, I'm almost just done with Twitter. It pisses me off so much. Yep. But Derek Carr addresses the John Gruden situation. Had um, I, I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. But I read some of the quotes. I saw a lot of the reactions. 
of Derek Carr coming out and saying things like, I love the man, I hate the sin. Uh, he started to say, like, you know, I have a lot of family members that, and he didn't really finish the sentence. We kind of talked about it yesterday. If you don't have, like, some piece of shit family member in your life that has said racist or homophobic stuff before, then congratulations to you. Yeah, and you're I also thought probably everyone lying. had a yeah. couple of those. Yeah. I mean, I've got some family members that I don't even claim. Even as a child, people would be like, you related to that person? Nope, I'm not. <laughs> oh, really? Because they keep saying they're your cousin. No, never even seen that person before. In my that life. was me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, I just thought that a lot of people probably looked at Derek Carr, and if you don't like Derek Carr, you probably attacked him. Like, yeah. oh man, really sounds like your family's a piece of shit. How, do y'all not log into Facebook and see what your family's posting? Yeah, I mean that's our local newspapers, Facebook. So thank God for it. When it almost crashed last week, that'd have been rough. Yeah, it would have been bad. But I, I did think a lot of people were attacking him, and. I thought he handled the situation pretty well. I mean, very professionally and mature. I mean, yeah. in any aspect, I feel like Derek Carr gave the the best answer on like, okay, hey, yeah, still love the guy. All right, great relationship with him, but made some bad decisions, said mm-hmm. some bad things. Not going to condone yeah. that. Like, it's, I'm not going to accept that and say that's good. It's, I still like him as a guy. Still, you know, think of him as like a close family member, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much what he said. And it doesn't make any sense on for you to go, wow, what the heck, Derek Carr? Like, you're going to defend this guy? He didn't defend him at all. Right. It's just straightforward. Like, I still care about him. I don't condone what he did, though. That's bad. I can still care for him. Yeah, that's the way that I took it as well. And you know, I saw some other people tweeting, too, maybe even replied to one of my tweets. I'm like, what do you expect him to do? Just turn his back on people? Like, how is that going to make this situation any better? Nope. I, I think that what we've gone through in the past two years or so, it's, you know, sometimes we need to educate people. We need to talk to them. We need to have those hard conversations with, yeah. hey, this is not acceptable. That's not right. You it doesn't do need to be a, you don't have the same opinion as me. Fuck you. We're done talking. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, let's just kind of talk forever. this through. Yeah. And be cordial about it. And I'm sure tempers or, you know, emotions will get high. But at the same time, you just got to realize there's a bottom line there. You still care about one another, your friends. You've been together for a minute. Or even talk with, it through. You know, Derek Carr, if John Gruden never spoke to him this way and never used any racist or homophobic language before, congratulations to Derek Carr because obviously his character said, hey, I don't talk like that. Don't talk to me that way. Yeah. So I think that that's a good thing for Derek Carr. But I this was just Twitter, I think, going off. Twitter's such a just group think. Yeah. Sometimes of, oh, this is how everybody's reacting. Let's all go that way. Yep. And then it's just follow the herd. I mean, yeah, look at this freaking red flag trend going on on Twitter. I can't freaking stand it. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> I just, oh, it's funny, but I hate like every other tweet sees like multiple red flags. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think, what did I do wrong? Do you have red flags? What's a red flag for you? You know, I had someone ask me that a couple months ago, and I was like, I'm going to be honest. I think my only red flag is I'm a little overweight and I'm bald. <laughs> I meant for other people. Oh, bro. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I thought you meant like self, self-scout. self <laughs> I did a self-valuation, dog. <laughs> I meant what is like <laughs> yeah. for other people. I, maybe I messed up on the way I asked that question. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed right now. I'm blushing. <laughs> like, what's your deal breaker? I have one that I stand very firm on, and it's smoking. I will not date a smoker. Yeah, that's very understandable. And when I say, like, I'm firm on it, it will not happen. I cannot stand, uh, like, hypocrites, like being fake. Like, Mm -hmm. if I see you act one way, like when we're together, and then we go out to a group of people and you act a different way, game over. Cannot stand it. Be the same person 
through and through. I like to pride myself on that. I like to think I am. That's probably why you like me so much. There's times where I'm more obnoxious than others, but that's just being ah, comfortable yeah, around people. Yeah. But it's just I'm not going to run into someone and be like, I'm a totally different person right now. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, not going like to be treating myself. your views on things change. Exactly. You're like, oh, I'm going to talk this way around this yeah. person. False. Yeah. But for me, smoking. Yeah. I've been on some really good dates before. And then I will work it into conversation. Like, do you smoke? And it's weird because it's a little bit of a double standard. I don't really care if you smoke weed, <laughs> but if you smoke cigarettes, oh, I feel like nope, every, done so. That's a very that's very understandable. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, because it's it's kind of me being a little one, bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> I mean, smoke weed, do your thing, dog. You ain't going to hell. I learned that, man, as a kid. Whoo. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. Man, I for sure. Mm-hmm. Mary Jane, mm-mm. Nope. nope. Devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah. I thought tattoos were the same way. Mm-hmm. Man, the way I grew up was nuts. Uh, the first couple tattoos that I got, my mom was not a fan of. My parents were not a fan of. Yeah. And thankfully for me, I have three older brothers. So my oldest brother, Mike, he jumped in the water first and was like, I'm getting tattoos. Yeah. But even by the time, I mean, he's 11 years older than I am. By the time it got to me and I started getting tattoos as the youngest, it was still not like a cool. Oh, I remember hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Marshall the, got a freaking yeah. tattoo. Your Aunt Kathy's pissed. You better not ever get one. It was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Marshall's got to be the example for fucking everything I do in my uh-huh. life. Can't play football. Dude tore up his knee. I, I grew remember. up and learned. <laughs> he tore up playing basketball. Yep. I had had a couple tattoos or one tattoo. I got a tattoo when I turned 18 or 19 for my grandparents on my arm. And that one was like, okay, that's cool. Like it's yeah. in memory of. That one wasn't a big deal. But then I told my mom, I was like, I'm getting my next tattoo. I'm getting my last name on my back. Very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Very proud of my last name. And she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, not much of a big deal. Yeah. I came home from getting that tattoo. And she was like, I want to see it. I pull up my shirt. My tattoo covers my entire back. Yeah, shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh. I thought it was going to be a small tattoo. She's like, what, you're going to get a little freaking... <laughs> no, it is... 12 font. <laughs> it is exactly the tattoo you are picturing while listening to this. It spans my entire width. Uh, what font is it? Uh, like old English. I don't know what yeah. it's called. But it is yeah. it is the very stereotypical last name on your back. Douche <laughs> back. Oh, yeah. Hey, I was 20 years old. <laughs> How old were you when you got the one for your grandparents on your arm? 18 or 19. So you were out of high school then? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, like fresh out of high yeah. school. This is, uh, this is a clean canvas here. I got a couple ideas. I'm just too scared to follow through. Yeah? Yeah. Until I, I make another fucking bet, probably. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> that we have been kicking around some big country challenges. Get a hair tattoo? That's a thing, though. I know. I'm definitely not going to do it because you can fucking tell. Yeah. But like, wonder- hey, uh, it's really windy out here. That hair ain't moving an inch. That's a lot of gel. JK, there's no volume to that. I think if you got the hair tattoo, you'd have to keep it, like, buzzed short. Oh, that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there's actual hair, but it's just colored in. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, you've got a little bit of hair, but... Man, could you imagine being like, fuck it, I'm actually going to go bald again? It's like, too late, bub. You got a whole you right here where you're bald that's just permanently colored <laughs> that's in. That's true. You have uh, to commit. I'm going to have to get a cover-up. And what if you... Yeah, like, you get a tattoo of hair, and you're just losing a little bit. And you're like, okay, I'll fill it in. Yeah. But then you go full bald. You're screwed. That And it's got to be so painful. You got to wig it up, man. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing I've seen people do. What are your thoughts on face do. tattoos? I, that's also, a, that's a no deal for me. I can't. Yeah. With the face tattoos. I don't, I've been, I don't want one, but I feel like I used to hate them and think they were so dumb. But now I see someone, I'm like, 
this person literally doesn't give a shit about anything, that they're going to come in with like a random little cross like right here on their uh-huh. cheek. Or is it 21 Savage who has the, like the dagger in the middle of his head? It's one of those guys. That's pretty or terrifying. Or Post Malone with all of them. Yeah. So like I used to think those were stupid. Now it's like, man, this guy just pff, literally doesn't matter. It's not like he's going to walk in and be like, hey, I would like a job as a, uh, it's like a in-person salesman, like an outside yeah. representative. He's never going to do that. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting loyal to him on neck. Let everyone know. No, no regrets on the other side. Yeah. Neck tattoos aren't that big of a deal. They used to be. It's funny how we keep like just pushing it along, pushing along. It's like, eh, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Listen to this podcast in 10 years, we'll probably have face tattoos. Like, yeah, that's just a thing. I don't think I will. All my tattoos are coverable for the yeah. most part. I like do people have, can I, look at you and be like, he doesn't have a tattoo. I have a half sleeve that peeks out a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, everything is in pictures on the gram. It looks like you're just freaking jacked, which you <laughs> oh, are. Your arms yeah, are freaking. I was gonna say thanks for saying I'm not. I'm not. But I'll say, dog, you got some. You got some muscle on the gram. That's what we want to put out there. What a weird random. Episode. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we got from the Derek Carr situation to family members to tattoos. Derek Carr probably hates tattoos. But in other no, news, he's got a wrist tattoo, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, it's a weird one. Bible I think he's got on one his on his. Wrist, I think he's got one on his ring finger too, because he doesn't wear a ring when he plays. That's a bold move. Yeah, I saw Steph Curry do that does the same thing. I almost did it. Oh man, I almost did it, man. That would have been tough. Uh huh. So when I got married, there was a, another friend of mine. He was getting married, or had just gotten married, like six months ago. He's like, I think I'm gonna get the ring tattoo, so I don't have to wear a ring. I hate wearing one. I think I'm just gonna get it tattooed. Yeah. It's like that's cool. Like I might do it with you. And then he chickened out and was like, I just, it's probably not a great idea. Like, just in the worst case scenario, I'm not going to do it. And I still kind of like considered doing it. And like was my like, relationship nah. is. Yeah. It's like, we are solid. Like, this is going to last forever. Lifetime. Can you imagine my ass walking around right now with a ring That'd tattoo on my finger? I'd cut my finger off. Not really. I'd get laser tattoo removal because that's the thing now. <laughs> just but maybe like, the top half because it's going to hurt so bad. Yeah. Could you or imagine just, having like the way you're going to bend your fucking fingers? Just uh-huh. to get, <laughs> just hope that it wears Hold that fucker down. still. <laughs> Over time. God, thank God I didn't do that one. That would have been tough, dude. Mm-hmm. I've, I've even heard some other people like, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo. And like considering getting even like their wife of like 15 years. Or uh, my parents have been married for roughly ever yeah. <laughs> and my dad also doesn't have tattoos but he's considered it over the years and really mm-hmm, he just he's kind of in that boat of like what do i want to put on my body for the rest of my life uh, and I like pop i get it like 20 years bud <laughs> it's not that long of a commitment <laughs> but even he is like kind of like i don't know if i want to get anything for your mom like, what if one day she just wakes up and she's like no thanks actually. this isn't working which Hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, that would, it would be her mistake. That would wreck me. I feel like me. we're both comfortable saying that. <laughs> yeah. That's a great guy. <laughs> um, anyway, other football, actual sports news. The Washington football team announced today, Thursday morning, that they are going to retire Sean Taylor's number. I've seen a lot of takes on Twitter, and now a lot of people are starting to come forward and say, this is something that's been in the works for a little while, uh, but I'm not going to delete the tweet that I put out there. I, I think that this is just a failed attempt all around. Even if this is something that they've had planned for a while, maybe don't wait until three days before. 
Yeah. To be I, like, we're going to honor Sean Taylor. I mean, especially with everything coming out where, like, the Washington football team is being investigated in emails, and yep. then it goes to John Gruden, and now everyone's looking back at Washington, and they're like, uh, Sean Taylor's jersey retirement? Everyone's like, all righty. It's yep. like a dog being like, I love squirrel. Exactly. That's exactly what this is. It really is. felt like a, hey, let's look over here. Stop talking yep, about like, the emails. <laughs> By the way, yep. we're retiring Sean Taylor's jersey. But I saw guys like Ryan Clark even come out and say, I was invited to this. Uh, back on like September 22nd so it, it has been apparently in the works but this is just another situation where you probably failed because it looked really bad early Thursday morning that it looked like a like we said don't look at the emails yeah. let's focus on Sean Taylor when really you should have probably spent this entire week honoring Sean Taylor and talking about his career his legacy putting stuff on Instagram and Twitter yep. and Getting fans interested. His best moments and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, or, you know, like, there, I'm sure there are a lot of fans that want to be in the stadium for that. Don't plan three days in advance. Yeah. Especially when you started planning this stuff on September 22nd. Which also doesn't seem like it was very long ago. No, it doesn't. I mean, his result, just full conspiracy. Maybe they knew these emails were about to be leaked and they knew shit was going to happen. They're like, oh, let's go ahead and do this. Which, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not saying that it didn't happen. <laughs> but it's it is weird that they're doing it now. And one other little piece of news I saw this morning: Adam Schefter, another guy tied to these emails and everything. That was stupid. He issued a, an apology, which I don't think he should have had to. Yeah. But um, very well written apology too. Yeah. Pro. He probably sent it to Mr. Editor, and there's like, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's really good. Let's put did. that out there. Yeah. Uh, according to Pro Football Talk, I always get those. Mixed up. There's too many pro football. There is. Like, there's PFF, PFT, PFG, PFN. Mm-hmm. Get over the PFG. PFG, what is that? Pro fishing gear. Yeah, exactly. I kn- yeah, PF, dog. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It's just, <laughs> I didn't expect that one. <laughs> but according to PFT, not the commenter, it looks like Caesar's Sportsbook is going to make a run at Adam Schefter to try to get him away from ESPN. And so much of this money tied up now in sports betting, I, I think Shefty can almost just walk in with a bl- blank check and be like, this is what I want. Give it to me. Wow. I, whether it's to ESPN or Caesars, I, I do think that he's the best at his job in, in breaking news. And Does ESPN have anyone else? God, Chris Morrison. replace him? Yeah. <laughs> Used to do yeah. it. I don't think they would. Because I know like NFL Network does with like Tom Perl- Tom. Pelissero, yep, and Rapoport, Mike uh, Garofalo. I always fuck up his name. Garofalo, is that it? Is that it? I didn't. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. we both did. Maybe I got it. I, I don't, don't know, know if I follow him, dude. I'm just so bad at pronouncing these tough names, and like I know it's part of the gig to learn how to say it. My brain just can't process just everything being so different in the name. Just make the shit so fucking simple. Just name everyone John. Why I hate reading. Austin. I'm a good reader. I was the first one to learn how to read in my class. Were you? And yes, I was so proud of it. You should be. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But here we are now. <laughs> I can't freaking say last names. I like I have to hear someone say it like almost thirty times. And then if I don't hear it for a while, it's like bah, that's it. Sorry, Bub. It's like that quarterback for Clemson and no one's talking about it anymore. Yep. I'm not DJ real sure what his name is. Yeah. Uh, but it will be cool to see what happens with Schefter. His contract expires in the summer of twenty twenty two. 
So when those negotiations happen, what we're in October. Yeah. So this probably, next summer for people who are like, oh, what year is it? Yeah. They're probably close to negotiations or maybe have already started. Well, they better have already started this. If, if you're, you're holding back contract negotiations or extension with an Adam Schefter at this point when his contract ends this summer, you're stupid. Yeah. And if Caesar's getting in on it, I think you also have to wonder who else is too. Any idea what he makes now already? Pff, no. No idea. But I mean five million? you think that's what someone inside the room saying there's a ghost over there maybe that's so much money to just break but, news but at the same time that motherfucker don't sleep yeah like what does he paid hourly 13 dollars an hour <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, he doesn't sleep i mean i'll get tweets at like 4 a.m like hey shefty i'm trying to sleep actually. that also makes me wonder does he does he schedule all those tweets i bet he schedules a so lot it's like how much information does he know prior Especially if, yeah, I was going to say, especially since he's probably the only one who knows a lot of that stuff. And he's like, all right, schedule this one for 8 a.m. Because I have had a lot of tweets like come through right at, you know, 7 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But still, it's it's a lot of work to do that. I think it was Saturday. Uh, I was up real late and I was like, okay, hey, uh, let's just, I mean, got off work, couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. 3.30 rolls around. Here's every freaking tweet from Ian Rappaport. And uh, Adam Schefter. I was like, mm-hmm. good God. I'm definitely not going to sleep now. Then I went and altered my uh, fantasy football lineups. <laughs> Got ahead of everybody. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the do not disturb. Yeah. Especially if I know I haven't slept in a while. I actually did it last night. So at like 1030, it's like, okay, do not disturb. It's going on. And then I wake up to just fantastic text messages yeah. from the night before, or any yeah. tweet alerts that have happened. It's really, it's the way to go. It's like a little prize, a little treat for you in the morning. For sure. All right, let's get into some college football now. But first, let's mention our great sponsors over at Gunspot. Visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. I was saying yesterday, I was on there looking at some stuff. Uh, placed placed a bid. I lost out. But we'll re- we'll revisit it. I don't know if I it's a it's a want versus need thing for me again. But go visit gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. You just so freaking sad. I I placed I placed a bid. It just it, it got a little too high for what I need. How so. was your uh How's your adrenaline pumping? We're like, oh man, it's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being at an auction and then realizing, wait, this is real money. <laughs> I actually like, Shit. I have to put a card down to yeah. do this, but it is. It's like, okay, it's getting up there, getting up there, and then I just kind of, I talked myself out of it. Maybe well, next time you'll. We'll get be it. back. Yeah, we'll be back. I'll wait. But one thing you need to talk yourself into is Miners and Monroe. You can visit them at yes, minersandmonroe.com. If you're local, you can visit them in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Uh, great store, a lot of good looks, a lot of good clothes. Um, apothecary goods as well because they are more than just clothes. They got anything and everything you need, men. So we got you covered. Code MikeDup10 for 10% off. Everyday wear, too. Seriously. Uh, I was also on their website. Yesterday. I was wearing their shirt the other day. But I wore a hoodie over it. But it's a very comfortable shirt. A lot of nice T-shirts for layering. Yes, as well. Like, um, which is what I really like because I need layering clothes and just learning how to layer clothes. That's something I figured out last fall with you guys. Yeah, so. especially if you're gonna like wear a flannel and it's open or yep. any kind of shirt or uh, wearing a, a nice shirt underneath a hoodie just in case you get too hot. That's that's my move. That's what yeah. I do. I always plan on removing a hoodie. Yeah. Hey, I didn't up? know people didn't wear. Sh- clothes underneath a hoodie like yeah. i didn't know people were just single layering hoodies mm-hmm. never did that people do it i don't either it's weird 
I just run too hot. I'm constantly hot. Yeah. I'm back and forth. I'm like a snip snap in terms of my hot and my cool, my hot and my cool. Yeah, exactly. Right now, I'm pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Are you? Oh, right, all right. Feeling uh, recovered this morning, it seems like. Dude, I am back. No, I'm just great. Your back is back? Back is Who's back. Who's back? Your back. <laughs> my back. <laughs> uh. Feeling good, though. It's nice. That table, I think I, I talked to a couple people last night about the old table jump. Some guy comes up to me, he's like, man, you stole my freaking idea. And I was like, bullshit, I did. We've been talking about this for a week and a half. You ain't going to come up to me like, oh, you stole my idea. Oh, could do it because on asphalt. Sounds like you're just a real little pussy. It's been going on, like, <laughs> for years. Yeah, I don't know. I was just like, okay, bub. Who, I, we were talking to somebody even, and they're like, is this something that you did, like, that you thought of on your own? I was like, no, the Bills have been doing this for a long time. I, yeah, someone asked me that, too. I was like, what made you think of doing it? I was like, well, the Chiefs play the Bills. Mm-hmm. Bills Mafia. <laughs> this is what they do for a living on game day. A lot they of jump people are going to associate it with you and be like, oh, yeah. My guy, Big Country. Yeah, just a little trendsetter, yeah. <laughs> originated it. Uh, yeah, but it has I been... went back and watched the video the other day. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've watched it, it so many times, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how many people came around the other truck that was sitting there, Schmutz's mm-hmm. truck, uh, Mid-America RV. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Game Day trailer. That was what, uh, the trailer that was in the background. If you saw me fall, throw my hat, and then fall over somebody. Mm-hmm. And tripped twice, time. yeah. But I didn't realize how many people had come around to watch me. And then when I jumped, they were like, let's go. But everyone else really saw me just almost fuck it up, like royally. <laughs> the most you... athletic part of that entire video is when I ch- – I don't even – I shouldn't even say chug the beers, just smash them and then pour them on my face, mm-hmm. unblind myself, cough, foaming at the mouth. I step on the tailgate. I recover. There's that one point where I am in the air. There's two points. Nothing's touching. When you climb up tailgate. on the tailgate, there's a point where you slip and neither one of your feet are touching. Nope. But then I, I say, Ooh, stabilize. You got yeah. Take a breath. Reset. <laughs> That's what I said. Reset. You're here. Jump. Shit. Jump too far. Get your ass on it mm-hmm. at least. Thank God that leg broke on the table or I'm just fucking flipping. <laughs> you you know how bad that would have would have jumped over I the table broke my and neck. hit nothing? I would have broke my neck. <laughs> If I, if my back end would have hit that table and the table didn't give, I would have broken my neck. And That'd for have been anybody it. who's going to do this later in life, maybe you see it and you're like, "Oh, that's neat. I'll try it." Yeah, adrenaline starts pumping. You're gonna jump further than you think. Yeah, and I'm and just I, I'm just stronger than I think. In I am. the video, it looks like the table's pretty close to the truck. It's not like real close. I would say it's at least six to eight feet away. It I think that it far was. away. You were a lot more drunk than I was. You think it was eight? Yeah, I, I, think I your wanted it. Got a lot, and you tell me I jumped yourself. ten feet. I probably, yeah. Athlete, <laughs> <Yep>. dog. <laughs> what was my broad jump? Nine something. I don't remember. I think it was. I don't know. I don't even know what a but good broad jump is. But it was. It was a while. It was a little distance from the truck. It was. Definitely don't set that baby up like four feet away. No, I. I honestly wanted it to just be a little bit further because if it's too far, that's all ribs, and that's really gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. So you need a good hip to between rib action. Love handle areas where you need to make contact yeah. also, and cover maybe up just, the head. I'd recommend not doing it. Yeah, that's a good point, too. That's also a very good recommendation. If you had to do it again, would you? Uh, if you had it over to do Yeah. You'd still do it? It was fun. It was a lot okay. of fun. But it's kind of like one of those deals where it's like, fuck yeah. Was there like, anything specific that you did to help you recover from your injury? Sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into some college football then. <laughs> I love guy. this story. 
uh, out of Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley has been trying to keep the secret of who the starting quarterback is going to be right. all week. <laughs> and so much, too, that he canceled all available media and said, nope, you're not coming to our practice. We don't want to know who's getting the first train reps, which I don't understand. But then a student at OU working for like the OU newspaper posts up in a building, gets his binoculars out, and sees that Caleb Williams is taking the majority of the first string reps and then puts it in the newspaper. And I absolutely love it. Dude what, did his job. Exactly. Like He's right there. He's on campus. He did his job. You, you can't be mad at him yeah. for it. Uh, God bless America is what I say to it. Freedom of press. And this kid just like, how great is that going to be to put on a resume? Like, I I'm Caleb. actually the kid who <laughs> climbed up in the building, got the binoculars, binoculars out that's how far i'm willing to go for this i mean job. you send that's that, the kind of dedication you send that to espn like hey i heard uh, adam Schefter might be moving on if you need a little insider i got you <laughs> yeah insider i uh, i saw further in those tweets though that oklahoma had put like a film over the windows of their dorms because those dorm rooms had like public access or like you could see onto the practice field or onto the field oh really and so they put like a yeah like a, like a blur over. yeah mm-hmm. and i was like that sucks like, you're going to move to college and you don't even get a view outside your window? Yeah, that like, would Like, that's kind of BS. Yeah. I saw a lot of people freaking out, too, because they took Spencer, or they couldn't find Spencer Rattler on, like, the student directory. And were wondering if maybe he was going to transfer. But I did see other people reply that that's just something that OU does so that, like, you can't get a hold of Spencer Rattler's email mm. and just, like, flood him with emails or anything like yeah. that. But it, it seems like he's going to stay so far. And for this whole not going to name the starter, why not? Yeah. What advantage are you giving TCU? I mean, you're going to beat them anyways. You should. Though, Like, if I'm TCU and Gary Patterson, the only thing that I'm thinking is, please, dear God, start Spencer Rattler. <laughs> we want Spencer. Let's keep Caleb Williams off the field. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that you're preparing your defense any differently. Like, if 13's out there, he can run better. Yeah. He's got a better arm. Uh, if 7 is out there. Probably know you're going to get some turnovers, but I don't think you're like changing your game plan. No. I've never understood that with coaches. And it seems very obvious, too, who the starter should be. Like maybe you do give, you know, Rattler a couple more reps and you let him play a little bit, but Caleb Williams should be the starter and should be playing the majority. Do you think of the game. It, it might be just so he doesn't have to deal with any negative backlash from media or, or like press. hear it in the news of like he turns on the TV and there he is and everyone's talking about him and they're yeah. putting all this pressure on him and he's like, well, damn, I just. Just got named the starter. I don't freaking yeah. know. But even with the great thing about college is you can just say he's not doing any media. You know, yeah. in the NFL, you have to do. They The press can come and yep. they have that availability. In college football, they can just say, no, he's a freshman. He's not doing it. And with Spencer Rattler, you could also say, no, he's not doing it either if you want to. And for Lincoln Riley, I think it would have been better off for them to get out in front of it. And, you know, whatever the day is, Monday or Tuesday that they're doing yeah. it, say, yeah, we've named – Caleb Williams, a starter for Saturday, going forward. No big deal. I wonder how much this changes the uh, the deals that Rattler had or has in terms of like the NIL I would think deals. that they're probably like already met. You know, like it's not. Well, I mean, let's say he had like a view, like a, a meet and greet coming up or like some type of, hey, come mm-hmm. to this event, like show some face. That'd be awesome. Now they're like, actually, we want the starting quarterback. So now it's Caleb Williams. We're giving yeah. him the money. And Spencer's just like. Everything was just rolling so high. Life was great. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm the dude. Now it's just yeah. like 
raising well, canes. He had a, a lot deal of those with them. Would probably be a whole season thing to where they can't get out of it. It's not like you know people are going to be pulling their money and saying, yeah. like, "Oh, he's probably already got it," or like the car, whatever. He's probably yeah. got all his money up front. But I do wonder if he does have any like meet and greet or autograph things posted where I could see him saying like, "No, I don't really want to do it." Yeah, here's your money back or or whatever. I don't think any sponsors would pull money. That's a pretty shitty thing to do if you're it a would be. But at the same time, is do you want to sponsor the backup quarterback or the starting quarterback? Yeah, where but, do you want your money going? But I think it's already gone. Yeah, that check's already been cashed. It's not like, hey, Spencer, <laughs> give me that money back. Yeah, <laughs> nope, fuck you. Now you see that car it needs gas. <laughs> <laughs> My money. Uh, yeah, so I don't. I don't think that will be a problem at all. But it is. Uh, it's. It's a situation where I think Lincoln Riley could have made this a non-story. Like I didn't even think over the weekend or going into this week. Hey, I wonder who the starter for Oklahoma is going to be. Like everybody expected it to be Caleb Williams, yeah. and Lincoln Riley could have just squashed it all and said, "Yes, it's Caleb Williams." For Saturday, go forward, and it's not a not a big deal. Yep. Yeah, so I, I didn't get it, but let's get into some of these game picks. Uh, Saturday slate of games. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I think college football lost a lot of hype over the weekend with teams like Alabama losing. Yep. It seems like it just it lost a lot of steam. Oh, I completely agree with you. Number one team goes down when everyone thought, okay, there's such a large margin between Alabama and the next team. In yep. terms of ranking, up. <laughs> yeah, <me. laughs> not to point any fingers, but it, now it's Georgia's ranked number one. They have a very mature defense, you know, all upperclassmen, and they're going to be really good this year. It doesn't matter who, who's playing quarterback for them because they can run the ball effectively as well. And they got a lot of talent in the trenches. And now we look at Alabama, and it's like, I mean, if Texas A&M could beat you, fuck anybody can at this point now. Because <laughs> Texas A&M has not looked good the last couple weeks. No, they they really haven't. But uh, it is a decent little slate of games. A lot of these top teams. I am. I'm curious to see this one. UCF at Cincinnati. UCF was kind of running this conference there for a while, where we were looking at them as like they named themselves the national champion. They were holding up the "We Want Bama" signs, and now it's kind of gone to Cincinnati, the number three ranked team in the nation. UCF at Cincinnati, eleven o'clock on ABC. Cincinnati is a huge favorite, twenty-one points in this one. I am actually going to take Cincinnati to cover those points. I think they are another team, much like we were talking about the Patriots, or not the Patriots, Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, I think they're going to get things rolling here, and I think they look at this situation as, okay, we're recognized now. We're up there with the top dogs. Now we're going to start rolling on some of these teams within the conference. They're coming off a 52-3 to win over Temple. I think they cover the 21 at home against UCF. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. With with Cincinnati, my only concern is is this UCF's national championship game. You know, is this the game where they come out and like, hey, let's let's get another upset this week. Let's make a ton of noise. Like you said, we used to run this conference. Let's show them that we can again. Or is it – I'm saying like this is my worry, but at the same time I want to ask you, do you think there's any realistic possibility that UCF can go into Cincinnati and upset them? I know there's, there's always a chance, right? Like that's the yeah. beauty of college football. But like realistically in your mind – does UCF have a chance, or is it only by Cincinnati just beating themselves, which you know can happen to any team? I don't any think week? it will happen. I think Cincinnati's a really good roster, and I, I was pulling up their schedule to see like is this a trap game situation where they overlook a UCF? But I don't think it is, and I think a lot of it is because we did kind of view UCF before as a oh this is your conference, you're yeah. kind of dominating here. So I think it's almost a situation where Cincinnati can make their mark and say it's ours now. 
Yep. Now we're the top dog in the American Conference, which is still a pretty small dog. But they are <laughs> at the top of it, ranked number three in the nation. And next week they have Navy. So I don't even think this is a, oh, got trapped looking yeah. ahead. I, I think that they definitely come out and handle their business against UCF. So I am, I'm definitely taking Cincy. And this one, and then one of my favorite teams to talk about, the LSU Tigers host the Florida Gators on Saturday. LSU is in a very tough spot. If you're keeping up with the tweets yesterday, they lost their star receiver. They lost Derek Stingley Jr., the one of the best corner prospects in this draft. And then they lost Eli Ricks, the other corner that we were talking about in this one. You're down I mean, some of your top players at LSU and I saw a lot of tweets yesterday too of like what's going to be the status on coach O for the rest of the season (laughs) I have been saying it I'm going to keep patting myself on the back for it I've been calling it saying it that he would not last this whole season that he would eventually be fired I think they lose to Florida Florida is the 11 point favorite at LSU that is ridiculous at LSU and Florida is an 11 point favorite I'm taking Florida though I think this is going to be a very bad game, and the hot seat is already hot in Baton Rouge. I wouldn't be surprised if Coach O gets fired after this loss. Oh, I mean, if if Florida comes in and beats him by 20, he's definitely fired. He's fired before he leaves the stadium, and he's going to know it too. mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, if it somewhat stays close and, you know, LSU is able to cover that 11-point spread, I think it's like, okay, hey, everyone's injured. This team's still rallying. There's still some talent here. Good job, Coach O, on at least keeping us in the game, right? But if Florida comes into LSU and beats you in front of that entire home crowd, which is an amazing atmosphere, it's an amazing stadium, he gone. Yeah. And, I mean, this Florida team just played Alabama not too long ago and played them very close. Very close. And so I do think really this screwed is a good up that team. last drive to put them in scoring position. Mm-hmm. But that's all yeah, right. Yeah, we'll see what happens with their two quarterbacks. That's another game to watch, 11 o'clock. Central time on ESPN. Their two quarterbacks at Florida, I think both are pretty good. I think that's a situation where they're still trying to feel it out, like, who is our guy? Yeah. And I, it seems like Mullen really likes Emory Jones, the the starter that's been there. But also, Anthony Richardson has a lot of promise. And I'm looking forward to seeing him more and more on the field because he does look like a very exciting player. And speaking of Texas A&M, they are coming to Missouri to, hey, to play the Tigers. Uh, this one... I, I don't know that Missouri has a chance. <laughs> uh, I know that maybe we're supposed to have a little bit of a Missouri bias, but I don't. I had, I wouldn't say high expectations for Mizzou this season, but I thought they would be a little bit more competitive than what they would be good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like good for them, like middle of the road SEC, like maybe beat a team like Kentucky or Tennessee, and they haven't. Or maybe go kick the shit out of a Boston College team that doesn't have their star quarterback. But those are their three losses so far. And, I mean, <laughs> you look at their wins this season, and it is just really not good. They beat North Texas, Southeast Missouri, and Central Michigan. Like SEMO, Southeast Missouri? Southeast Missouri State. And North Texas. Don't oh, forget about Don't forget about them. Don't, don't forget, forget about them. North Texas. And also played Central Michigan close. 34-24 win. Hey, uh. They're about to get their ass whooped. I think so, too. A&M is the nine-point favorite, and I hate always taking the the favorite in this one, but I, I think that Texas A&M, that quarterback, a lot of people were talking about him. He had played like shit until <laughs> Alabama, 
and then he played very well against Alabama. I think that could be a trend where we see this offense kind of start to tick. And I think Texas A&M will cover the nine points that they're favored over Missouri. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, especially after you just went over the wins that Missouri has this year. Not against quality opponents. And the one of them you ended up playing close. Texas A&M, yeah, they haven't looked good the last couple of weeks, but they've been playing a very tough SEC schedule. And now you get here, this is kind of like a game off for Texas A&M. Now, hopefully they don't come in and just completely overlook them because then that would be just another upset. And Mizzou's just going to go wild if they beat Texas A&M after. Because if Mizzou beats Texas A&M, we know they're going to say, we want Bama. And it's going to go, shut the fuck up. It's like back to your power rankings. Yes. If Missouri beats Texas A&M, Texas A&M beat Alabama, therefore Missouri is better than Alabama. Exactly. It's simple math. Idiots. Greater than, less than <laughs> stuff. But I, yeah. I had someone coming at me for my power rankings actually yesterday, and it was like, yo, what the hell? The Cowboys beat the Chargers. And I was like, you're right. That's why they're ranked ahead of them. <laughs> and like, oh, sorry, it's just been one of those days. I'd uh, say thanks for trying whoops. to roast my ass, bub. Appreciate the interaction, though. <laughs> right. Uh, next game, I think this is the game of the day, 230 on CBS in the SEC. Number 11, Kentucky, goes to number one, Georgia. The spread on this one is at 22 and a half. Now, I've made the mistakes of betting against Georgia a couple times this year. I'm not doing that again. Uh-oh. I'm not doing it again. I think they cover these points, which will definitely tell you it's probably going to go in the opposite direction. Kentucky's good, but they're another team where I look at, at some of the teams that they've played early. They beat Florida 20 to 13 a couple weeks ago. They beat LSU. I don't think LSU's good. No. They beat South Carolina. South Carolina's not good. And then other than that, you get like UT, Chattanooga, and Missouri. Georgia's a little bit better than all of those teams combined. Just a little bit. So I am actually going to go with the Bulldogs in this one. That You just can't score points against this defense. Yeah. So I'm going to take Georgia to win, but I'm going to take Kentucky to cover. I think it's just kind of a flashy offense. I think the quarterback does just enough to escape pressure and move the ball downfield. He can use his legs. He's a physical quarterback as well. He's he, uh, fun to watch. He also puts mayo in his coffee. That's freaking weird. You told me about that last week. Maybe I don't know that's how I your, feel about uh, it. That's your next big country challenge. It's not going to happen. You wouldn't do that? No. You jumped through a table and you draw the but line at mayo and coffee. I don't like mixing food, man, because then it just ruins stuff. Like, I can't eat Chick-fil-A anymore. <laughs> I fucked that up. I'm mad at myself. That yeah. was my Jesus time. You were a once a weeker at Chick Fil A. Hey, those are rookie numbers, but you want to bump that up <laughs> at least three or four times a week. What? Last year, one hundred percent. Three or four times a week at Chick Fil A. I like sometimes Chick-fil-A. twice a day, <laughs> lunch and dinner, dog. <laughs> it's Swear not even like a convenient location for you wasn't. to travel to. I'd get. I we'd finish radio. I'd go work at my buddy's house in his garage. And then drive across town. We'd hop in my car. That motherfucker never drove or never, man, that's a lie he paid. We, we took turns. Good friends. But <laughs> like we'd be like sweating our asses off. And then we'd get into Chick-fil-A. I'd be like, hey, we can't listen to this rap stuff anymore. Mm-mm. That's, yeah, that's devil music. All turn right? on that gospel We ain't talking music. about drugs and sex and <laughs> hookers and stuff. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Casting crowns. Mercy me. I'd blast it. Yeah, that's and your And the Chick-fil-A too. workers would come up and be like, man, this is a. It's a vehicle full of Christians right here. And I'm like, you're right. Give them extra nugs. Yep. I wonder if that's a play. I can only imagine. What was it you said earlier about your red flags of like people acting one way? Ah, <laughs> got my ass. And then you go to Chick-fil-A pulling that bullshit. Hey, I, that's wow. that's who I am though as a person. Wow. I've, I, I always be like me you saying. Know what? No, no, no. You're not going to say I'm a hypocrite with this because when I pull in the Chick-fil-A, I've always said that's my Jesus time. 
and I would go. I would try and get as much Jesus time as I could in a week. Uh-huh. But then I got too much Jesus time, and I can't stand it anymore. I mean, that is the equivalent of me saying I would never date a smoker. My deal breaker is smoking cigarettes. And then me buying a pack and being like, well, you know what? This is my time. This is my smoking time at Casey's. Turn on my old school country music. Roll my windows up so the smoke doesn't get out. That's rough. That's a hot box myself inside my truck <laughs> with a pack of Marlboros. Marlboros. <laughs> <laughs> Something to think about. Yep. Something to think about for you. Definitely. you know, I'm going to go home. I'm going to look in the mirror. I'm going to have a little self-reflection time. Like, hey, yeah. we're better than this. You know what you need to do? You just need to go to Chick-fil-A and be you. Like, you know what? Fuck those chicken nuggets. Give me a sandwich. And that you have to say that into the into the person's face. But that's I would. I was say gonna that say into I would the drive through s- thing, but you get face to face. Yeah, I would never say that to someone though. No, you so wouldn't. that's me staying true. You got to blur Kanye West or something. I could do that. Run away. Mm-hmm. Get it with the with the the long intro Bing. on the piano. Yeah. Bing. Yeah. God, that's such a all good nine show. minutes. Yeah. You if you start that song when you pull in, it will still be playing by the time you leave. That is uh, very much a fact. <laughs> there's there's your challenge. Go play that song, "Run Away" by Kanye West at Chick Fil A. At least the one we have here in Joplin. You will be in and out before that song's over. You want to try it today, actually? I kind of do. Let's do it. All right, next game up, Alabama, number five, Alabama. That just looks weird on my it's screen. It's just stupid. They lose <laughs> one fucking game, and you move them to five. They'll probably still win the SEC. <laughs> yeah, and, they'll still win the national Yeah, game. they'll make it in there. But Alabama, number five, 17-point favorite over Mississippi State. I am taking Alabama in this one, too. Just I'm, I'm sorry. A lot of favorites this week. I just... This is going to be a redemption game for Alabama. I feel bad for Mississippi State. I feel bad for Mississippi State (laughs) as well. And with them, they're going to try to air the ball out so much. It's not going to work. You're going to get beat. It's going to be by more than 17. Do you think Mississippi State just has, like, the white flags ready? (laughs) Yeah, they probably Because, I mean, Bryce Young, I wonder if Nick Saban plays him the whole game. Where it's like, hey, uh, we played like shit last week. We're about to hang 60 on you. Up that. <laughs> yeah, this is a if they went and booster. put like a seventy on Mississippi State, Mississippi State would have to leave the SEC. They like, might, this is embarrassing. They might need to anyway. Yeah, go to the Big Twelve. Yeah. Kind of redeem yourselves a little trade, bit. Trade it out, or the, like the ACC even. And that kind of fits in. Yeah, that'd be tough. They're just historically they've been in the SEC, but they are one of those schools. It's like why they produce defensive talent though. Them and South Carolina, I feel like those are mm-hmm. the two. Oh, Gamecocks. Yeah, but I'm, Mississippi State, Mississippi State Bulldogs. I knew that. I've always kind of liked them a little bit. They've always been that school. It's like, ah, Mississippi State, that's neat. Like, when another Dak was MSU, there. you know what I mean? I liked them when Dak was there. I did too, actually. I didn't realize who Dak was at the time, but it was like, eh, it was kind of fun to watch. Yeah, but I, I'm taking Alabama in this one. 17-point favorite. I, I don't think it's even close. The only reason it would be closer than 17 points – is if like Mississippi State scores some late, yeah. But like this game, like the game time. will never be close. The score might, but I am even going to take them to cover the seventeen points. And last game, wanted to get to some Pac twelve after dark. Number eighteen, Arizona State at Utah. This game is even. No favorite in this one, uh, which is really surprising for me. Uh, I don't know that Utah is that good of a football team, and I think Arizona State's been playing pretty well. So I was shocked to see that line, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring this one up. They play at 9 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. I think Arizona State wins this one. They've got some good quality wins over 
UCLA and Stanford their last two games. And I know Utah's coming out off of a win against USC, but that's USC with a brand new coach. Yeah. And so I'm looking at it, and I think Arizona State wins this one. Let's go, Utes! Taking Utah. It's a night game in Utah, dog. <laughs> I had no idea atmosphere. what you were doing with your hands there. Right at the camera. We're, <laughs> okay. we're streaming now. We're at least seeing if it works. Right. It's going swell today. Uh-huh. Like yesterday, For our podcast listeners, they're like, that was a long pause. Yep. <laughs> Go. It was actually. You pointed that <laughs> out. Like, all right. I guess we're done. All nah, right. <laughs> See y'all later. Yeah, man, right. I tried doing this stream record thing yesterday. Kick my ass. I think it's working a little bit today, though. It's so. tough. Yeah. If you have any advice, slide into big country. Please, DMs. for the love of God. I am self-teaching taking, myself. Uh, <laughs> taking Utah in this one, huh? Yeah. I just, night game in Utah. I got friends that are U- fans of Utah. Probably going to be at the game. That's kind so of So you're betting with your heart or your brain? Heart. Yep. I'm going brain. I'm going Arizona State. <laughs> All right, let's get to some of our sponsors. I just realized I left my thumb up the whole <laughs> fucking <did>. time. <laughs> It's coming, coming, but let's just tell the people because that was fucking hysterical. <laughs> Trying to get the timing down, it's like, we'll be right this back. This motherfucker is the worst heads up, seven up <laughs> player in the world. <laughs> oh, hey, when we come back, I'll just give you a thumbs up. And then I just left my thumb up the whole time. Oh, I'm going to have to post that part just so people can see it. Jesus Christ, Austin. Get it together. <laughs> It worked out, though. It worked out great. I try to tell everybody that you are fully recovered from injuries <laughs> and you pull that shit. Travis I am podcast. The whole time. It is still up in the air, but let's uh, mention our great When sponsors. I looked over at you and you're just staring at my thumb, I was like, ah, that's <laughs> tough. My bad. <laughs> uh, great sponsors at Club 609. Get in there for their happy hour. It's almost the weekend, and they have the great happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. And on Saturdays, they have the 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. happy hour, two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Yep. Next up, Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com. They are more than tires and lube, even though that's what they specialize in. Again, visit their website for their full list of services at downtownlube.com. Market and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day. So visit them at downtownlube.com. And how about a little NFL draft content yes, for the sir. listeners? Um we also put this podcast out through the Draft Scout, uh, my brother Matt's website, where I also do some you guys writing. Are brothers, we are. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy is some people honestly didn't realize it, and they would even come up to us at events or things, and they'd be like, "Oh, I knew your last names were both Miller, but I never put it together that you were brothers." Really. <laughs> You are no smart. shit. Like you never even like maybe questioned it. Like hey, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are. And he put out a mock draft this week, and I did want to kind of look at it. I mock drafts are just something that are fun for me to do to read. I'll I take all of them. Yeah, I I know that if you put one out, it never mind. I'm not, I was gonna say if you tag me in it, I'll read it. Please don't do that though. You can tag so many because you know what I do hate is when people DM me their mock drafts and they say, what do you think about it? We're going to disagree on things. That's it's they are 32 teams. Yep. There are roughly 400 players. So I, what, if you want to know what I think about a mock draft, just ask me to put one out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think about your mock draft. And I don't want to be like overly critical and be like, Hey, there's no way in hell that guy's going to be a first rounder. Yeah. Like- because also the, the NFL draft, it's so hard to hit on players. Like Damon Arnett. Did anyone think he was going to be a first-rounder? Exactly. Only Mike Mayock and the Raiders. 
Or, or John Gruden. Or John course. Gruden, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, like, if you don't have that in your first-round mock, it's like, oh, well, I miss. But actually, no, the Raiders did. They yeah. should not have done that. Or, you know, there are good players that just we don't know yet. We haven't found yet. But I did want to look at Matt's mock draft. You can find it at thedraftscout.com. It's a lot of M's there. It is. My my parents just wanted to fuck Matt with Miller's mock draft mm-hmm. on the Draft Scout. Another one of my favorite things is people that complain about the draft order of these. Yes, like just my gosh. It's like, how do you want it? Like, you tell me the draft order, and I let me tell you, you're wrong. Yeah, you give me a draft order, I'll give you a mock draft. Well, I mean, you can just also tell people don't read the beginning of the freaking article. I I don't know how long Matt has been doing this. Probably twelve years or so. Longer than that, honestly. A dozen. Damn, I, bro. He's been putting out mock drafts since he was like 17 years old, so probably 20 years. This dude's old as hell, though. So it's been a minute. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. Uh, he can probably hear me through the door. But <laughs> I feel like it, for as long as I've been like reading his stuff online, he's always said like he goes and just looks at the standings or grabs the Super Bowl odds. Yes. So now we're just looking at the standings. You can go to Tankathon.com. And see what the current draft order would be. I mean, that's exactly what his first sentence says. Today mm-hmm. felt like a good day to dust off the big board, take an updated look at the NFL draft order, thanks to Tankathon. Mm-hmm. It, Not that difficult, people. So, first team that's drafting is Jacksonville, and the team that's got the best record, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so guess where they're drafting? Yep. 32. Boom. And they take it, and it's great because they'll make the best AFC team 32. Or, sorry, the best team, 32. And then the next best team from the other conference, they're at 31. Yeah, which is the freaking Ravens, right? It now. just seems so simple, but people still get confused by it. It's all right. I mean, one day they'll catch up with the rest of us. Yeah, but looking at this mock draft, we've talked a lot about these quarterbacks and how they're not very good. And I think the crazy thing about the NFL is they'll look at the quarterbacks and they'll say, man, these guys really are not that good. Yeah. And still get drafted high. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, right off the bat, uh, Malik Willis going to the Detroit Lions. Because right now the Detroit Lions are set at the pick at two, which they might be picking one. But it's just, it was, I shouldn't say crazy. It was weird to see that the Lions would be moving on from Jared Goff so quickly when I feel like there's other needs that need to be addressed on the team, like <laughs> receiver. And you probably don't take one this high in the draft, but I feel like a quarterback, I don't know, maybe they go defense here. Like maybe that would help them out, you know? Yeah. It get some with, pass rush. Yeah, with this draft, get some pass rush. Yeah. Guys like Derek Stingley that we've talked about before. Yep. Uh, there's this really good safety at Notre Dame and Hamilton. That's, people don't value that position very high. We talked about the Jets yesterday. They don't pay safeties. A lot of people in the NFL don't want to draft them that high either. But the first quarterback coming off the board at number two, Malik Willis, I think that's something that's gaining a lot of steam and a lot of popularity is that he's kind of – Right now, I think he sits on most boards as QB1. Mm -hmm. We saw Matt Corral struggle against Alabama, where he was kind of solidifying himself, and then he takes a step back. Malik Willis, a lot of raw potential there still. His athletic ability, we're seeing guys like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, be able to beat you with their legs to where maybe their arm is not the super top-end talent, but it doesn't matter because they can still beat you with their legs and they can get guys open. And with Detroit, they're going to have a difficult situation. Are you going to stick with Jared Goff, or are you going to look at this and say, we're drafting this high, we're going to take a quarterback, and hopefully we never draft this high again for many, many years to come? That would definitely be the hope, but when you're Detroit, who freaking knows, honestly? Because even when you take a quarterback at number one in Matthew Stafford, 
you still find yourself pretty high up in the draft because no one else on the team can do anything very much that are very valuable yeah. for you. Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about is another quarterback right here at three of the Houston Texans. That's where they're set at. Matt has them taking Matt Corral, the quarterback out of Old Miss. My question to you was, does Houston go quarterback here in the draft, or do they try and take another year and like renting a quarterback, knowing that they're not going to be very good, but they're going to have a ton of first round picks for the following year because they're most likely trading away Deshaun Watson at that point? Yeah, I think they probably should take a quarterback. I think they should take a quarterback more than Detroit should mm -hmm. uh, with Jared Goff. Maybe they try to move Jared Goff to Houston or something. Uh, but I think with David Mills, a quarterback that they took this year, it's he's just not doing it for me. Yeah, I mean, he had a good game last week. I mean, it was decent, right? They almost beat the Patriots, but then in the fourth quarter, things just kind of fell apart for him. Yep. But, I mean, he hasn't been a guy where you look at it and it's like, okay, we're fine. Right. We can move on from Deshaun Watson and have this guy. It, or maybe I, he just needs more time because there's literally no help on that team for him whatsoever. And when you take a quarterback like him, I believe it was the third round, mm -hmm. you're hoping that's a career backup. Yeah. Like, if he starts some games, cool. But you're really you're hoping that guy is a career backup for you. And I think that's what Davis Mills is, mm -hmm. a guy that can come in and play okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he bounces around the league for a while in those backup roles. But I don't think he's ever going to be a starter in the NFL, and I, I, he shouldn't be. And with Deshaun Watson, he's got to be gone next yeah. year. He's either going to be locked up or he's going to be on a different team. But either way, he's not playing quarterback for the Texans. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are even the first team to pull the trigger and the fact that they managed to get a win this year is bananas. Yeah. I mean, 100%. And then uh, how about a couple of these other picks? The Eagles are a team that we keep talking about. As of right now, Thursday morning before the Thursday night football game, the Eagles would have pick five and pick six. From the trade that they had with Miami, they would have number five overall. From the trade with Carson Wentz, who, yeah, like we'll see what happens there, mm -hmm. they would have number six. But as of right now, Pick number five and six. And then ten. <laughs> and then ten. So they got three top ten picks. And That's some straight-up Madden shit for you. It 100% is, and I love the way Matt has them going. I mean, defensive and then offensive line. Yeah, building like, up that defense is going to be huge. I mean, especially with everyone getting older. And then on the offensive line, because no one can stay healthy. And I mean, they're getting kind of older, too. Mm -hmm. So I love the way Matt addressed that for the Eagles. I think this is a great move for them. And if they are somehow able to get a Deshaun Watson maybe next year, if everything's okay and dandy, and we've moved past these allegations, maybe the Eagles are set for like a hell of a future if this is how things turn out for them. Yep. Like I would almost, I almost hope this happens for Philadelphia because it would be cool to see three really top exciting. ten picks. It's exciting for those teams. Like I know a couple years ago it was the Dolphins. Like oh my gosh, they have so many picks. It's cool to see a team and be like, all right, what are you going to do with it? But it also it's annoying when you, when you see them just fuck it up. Yeah. Like Jacksonville this last year. You take Trevor Lawrence and number one, good pick. Everyone would have done that. Good job. And then you take Travis Etienne. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the Browns for a couple of years. Yes. They had, you know, they'd have multiple picks in the first round and then they would all bust. It seems like they've really done a good job of riding the ship now. Yeah. But it, there was a time when they were the laughing stock of the league. And it's like, okay, you have all these picks, but you're going to miss on them. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people poked fun at the Rams for so many years. They're like, oh, you can't build a team by trading away your first-round picks. <laughs> Bet. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Watch us. Watch us do it. They have. Uh, a couple other interesting picks. I don't want to read through uh, his whole mock draft, but you can find it 
at thedraftscout.com. Uh, we're frequently tweeting about that, but you can go sign up and get that mock draft. Another one that I think is interesting is at number 13 overall, the Washington football team also taking a quarterback, and this one is Desmond Ritter would be the third quarterback off the board. I think that's a good, safe pick. I don't know that Ritter's going to ever be the guy that like wows you and is a pro bowler, but I also think that he can come in and almost be like what Baker Mayfield is for the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. That Okay, we're going to win games with you, but we're not going to lose games because of yeah. you. I, my mindset with this, seeing him at 13 out of the top 10, is this going to be another one of those Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Fields type of deals where it's you let this guy fall this far? Mm-hmm. Like you just, we know he's a, a quality quarterback. He's been in multiple high pressure situations, and he's handled all of them very well. And you're just gonna let him fall out of the top ten because you're overthinking it too much because he's older, he's matured, he's got a wife and a kid. Or he's gonna be like perfect know, he, for Washington, right? Because he played in a not great conference mm-hmm. in a non power five conference, but also, I mean, look at Malik Willis, who's also not even in a conference. Yeah. So uh, I think that we're looking at this quarterback class, and it is it's gonna be very different with. Uh, no Spencer Rattler here in the first round. <laughs> uh, I I agree. We kind of talked about that one earlier in the week. I don't see a situation where he can be in the first round. I don't see a situation where I don't think he's a day one or day two guy. I, I think that if anything, somebody's taken a four or five round flyer on there being some potential there. For Spencer Rattler? Mm-hmm. I mean, his best bet for him and his future is to transfer and then try to redeem himself. Yeah, I think so, too. Because if he goes to the draft after this year, after what happened in Oklahoma. <sighs> like, if I'm Spencer Rattler and Matt Corral leaves Ole Miss, I'm trying to get to Ole Miss. Like, that should be a good transfer spot for him. That I know be. we put out a lot of feelers on that one. But, like, if you can't stay at OU and be a backup and be expected to be a high draft pick. But if you can go to Ole Miss and kind of redeem your character and then also produce on the field – that would probably be a situation where he could could redeem himself mm-hmm. and maybe get back into that first round talk. But right now it's I mean, it's not looking good for him at all. No, I mean <laughs> he he's done in Oklahoma. Like we we talked about it earlier in the episode. Caleb Williams is the future of Oklahoma. Yeah. He's taking the first team reps is what a team reporter or a school reporter for Oklahoma mm-hmm. found out. Yeah. He is the future there for yeah. sure. And I still wonder if Rattler will finish the season. At OU. Yeah. Or if, you know, after Saturday, he might just say, you know what, deuces. Yep. See y'all later. Uh, another pick here in the in the mock draft that Matt did on the Draft Scout. If you're not subscribed, just go do it. It's freaking 10 bucks a month, okay? Just don't eat out once a one week. one McDonald's. Maybe. Yeah, it's, seriously. just It's worth it. You're going to get all the draft content you want. Podcasts is dropped there daily as well, even though it's free. But, like, Mello's columns, Matt's columns, Corey's columns, like, they're all just fantastic. You get a lot of quality information. Go do it. And the other pick that I want to talk about here is the Detroit Lions because they get two first-round draft picks, right? So Matt had them taking a quarterback earlier. Later in the draft, the one from the Rams, he has them taking Garrett Wilson, the receiver out of Ohio State. Which one is the better receiver from Ohio State? Is it Chris Olave or is it Garrett Wilson? There's so much like that I don't don't know. Is it just kind of getting the same guy? Is it kind of like a DK, A.J. Brown situation where they're both going to be successful? They both just go to the same school? Their quarterback just can't get them the ball? Yeah, I think so. And even with these guys, they are doing a good job of getting the ball. It's just there's so much talent there at receiver that it's spread out. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, I have three guys open. That's the first one I saw. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll get the ball to him. But I with Wilson and Olave, 
I think they're both very good. They're both small is probably why we see them both kind of fall mm -hmm. in this mock draft. These are not like the DK, AJ Brown size wise. Yeah. The, I mean, they're pretty small, like similar to those Alabama guys where they're going to come in at about six foot, 190 pounds. And that's just not, it's not anything special in the NFL. You can get by with it, obviously, but it's not, you know, six three two twenty. Yeah. That pops off a little bit different at the combine. And I also don't know that they're going to run blazing fast times. I think they're going to be, you know, those four, four guys where you say, okay, that's fast enough. You've met the threshold, but they're really good route runners. They have both great hands. But I also think that with this receiver class, we are going to see them maybe start to fall a little bit. I like both those guys. I don't know that I would take them in the top 20 of the draft, but that's where we kind of see them fall a little bit here. I'm not, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of this draft class. I think if you need a pass rusher, this is a good year to get one. Yeah. Or Kansas a defensive City. line. <laughs> yeah, this is a good year to get one. I, I, but with running backs, I don't think we'll see one drafted in the first round. With quarterbacks, I think we're going to see some guys really reach. Like we're going to see quarterbacks go, but it's going to be a reach. And as far as receiver goes, nobody has really stood out. as like, okay, this is wide receiver one. Even with guys like Drake London at USC, he is big. I, I want to see what he runs, how fast he is. Mm -hmm. And he's also been very productive because that USC offense. And Jahan Dotson at Penn State, tiny. He's yep. a little, little bitty guy. So we'll see what happens with a lot of these guys. But it, the only like position group that I really love are the pass rushers. The defensive ends, the stand-up linebackers, there are, are a lot of them. And Kayvon Thibodeau at Oregon has seen a lot of attention and he should because he's very good. But guys like Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan have really had a good year. We talked about him earlier in the week. Drake Jackson at USC is very good. George Carl Loftus at Purdue. There are just so many good edge rushers or pass rushers in this draft class that I think we see a lot of them go very early. But that is Matt's mock draft. You can find that on the Draft Scout. That is it for us today, though. But don't forget about our great sponsors at the end of the show. Go visit Roper Kia. You can check them out online, too. Tell Mike Up sent you. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer car. That's not just for our Joplin listeners. That's anybody. Go in there again. Tell Mike Up sent you to Roper Kia. They will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. And it's cuffing season. That means it's trimming season as well. Go visit Manscaped and use code MikedUp20 for 20% off at manscaped.com.